When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Trial Time with Dean Watling. Welcome back, Dino. Good morning to you. Um, You had another stellar week, especially with passive-aggressive finding her from the trials, and she delivered big time in the challenge stakes there on Saturday. Yeah, good morning again, G. She was outstanding. It was a really close photo, and she knocked off Eduardo, but obviously she's come back a lot better, and she's got that really nice on-pace racing pattern, so she's no doubt in for great preparation. A stable that the punters love these days is the Matty Hoistad and Stephen O'Day combination. And Matty O'Day, oh, Matty O'Day, Matty Hoistad joins us here on Giddy Up on this Wednesday morning for trial time. Matty, thanks for your time, mate. Um, first of all, it's been now a couple of years to remember. Um, you must be over the moon with the way your business is travelling at the moment. Yeah, most definitely. Look, it's been, uh, you know, we had a, I suppose, nearly a bit of a breakout season sort of last season. Uh, in a sense, and, and to be able to sort of continue that momentum with, with obviously stakes wins and then see the ultimate a couple of weeks ago, being able to, to win our first first group one. Um, yeah, look, obviously it's something that the whole team's really proud of and you know, we sort of don't rest now. We only Good morning, mate. Building on uh, that it's, Dini, it's a pleasure to have you. So Dino's just breaking up there, so we might try and fix that. Um, Maddie, so you have been flying at the moment and on trial time, we try and get the insights of our trainers to see what their philosophies are um, regarding how you prepare your horses heading towards first up assignments or with your babies and how you go about educating them at the trials. But what is the O'Dane Hoisted philosophy when it comes to trialing horses? What are you looking for? Yes, we, we sort of give our uh, each of us the normal sort of practices, sort of giving them two uh, two trials prior to going to the to the races. Obviously, we still have have unofficial jump outs as well up in up in Queensland. So, to pick, just purely dependent on what week they do fall on. Um, you know, we like to give a good good sort of base level of fitness before going there. So they might sort of have have from the moment they come out of the paddock, sort of eight to nine weeks work prior to being getting to the hard trials for their first one. And their first one, we're just looking to have a bit of an easy time, just let them get into a nice comfortable rhythm and just do a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit sort of late, but pretty much just running up on the bridle. And then it's their, their second one in two weeks time. You know, we, we can do a bit of work in, in the interim between then and, and sort of get them ready for their second hit out. That's when we ask a bit more of them. Um, and that's where we get our, our main sort of gauge on their level of fitness and, and sort of how they're, how they're going prior to, prior to going to their races for their, for their first up assignment. So, Matty, you always will have at least two trials before they head to the races? Yeah, definitely. Look, obviously, babies are, are a little bit of a different story, but um, just for our normal, normal, more older horses, yeah, always give them two with their their first one being being more quiet, and then the second one sort of asking a bit more. Just obviously puts them in good stead for their first up assignment, then, and um, you know, just sort of helps helps getting getting them ready for where we need them to be. I think you're back now, Dino. Take it away, mate. Yeah, good morning again, uh, Maddie. And I ran the stats, and we love to, to put the stats out there to the punters, especially with your first up runners and your first starters. And the stat that caught my eye is yourself and Steve strike at 25% over the last three years with your horses making their debut. Is that an area in your department or in your training regime where you find you have an edge against the other stables? 
Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Look, that's something even before I, I joined. Look, Steve's always had a had a really been known as you know even sort of going meeting two year olds, being a really good two year old trainer. I think that's just the the foundation that we do put into them. We don't sort of rush them to get to the races before they're ready, and and you know certain ones you know may have multiple sort of trials and in multiple preps before we we feel that they're sort of ready to go to the races. But we do put a put a fair bit of emphasis in. You know, making sure they're ready to ready to be doing something because there's nothing worse than going to the races with something that you you think will run well and and you see them there and they're sort of you know uneducated, unprepared to be sort of there in, under race day pressure. So we we do sort of like to make sure they're they're really well educated before we are are asking them to step out. And um, yeah, look, it's just a, a system that's that's been working well for for sort of many years for, for the stable and then before I was I was um, you know officially with Steve. What about a horse like Uncommon James? He's lightly raced for a four-year-old and he's a group one winner now. He's had the eight starts for six victories. You'll have that gap in between runs from the Oakley Plate before he goes to Sydney. Um, what's your philosophy with a horse like that that might have had a few problems as well um, throughout his career? Would you think about giving a horse like that a trial before his next start or once he's racing and he's fit enough, um, you just like to tick him over? Yeah, he, he is. We're we're sort of pretty big on obviously, you know, it's it, again it's identifying, you know, which which horse and you know, some some like that sort of closer closer backup sort of runs. We're sort of big on if they're having, you know, maybe three weeks between runs to give them a little bit of a freshen, you know, give them a week out of the stables where they can be on the water walker or treadmill, tick over, um, and then coming back in. If they're if there's something like having uh, maybe sort of four weeks in between runs or something like that, then we'll, we will give them a, a kick over trial. But just as a, you know, as a bit of a rule, if they're only having three weeks, which is what obviously Uncommon James will be having, um, you know, I think we've got him close enough to the mark sort of fitness-wise at that that run in the Oakley Plate, I think, really brought him on now to sort of peak fitness. So it's a matter of sort of kicking him over and, and keeping him happy. And he'll obviously have a, have a float trip up to Sydney as well. So... You know, we don't need to be doing all that much with him. It's just keeping him nice and happy. And, um, you know, obviously that's the key. If you've got a nice, happy horse, they'll, they'll put in for your race day. Now, what's the key to your stable travelling your horses? You have a phenomenal strike rate outside of Queensland in both New South Wales and Victoria. Is it potentially trialling your horses at the tracks? We know you gave Uncommon James a spin around Sandown prior to the Oakley Plate. Say if you go to Sydney to Ramwick, do you like to give your horses a trial around there? Or is that something you sort of do maybe in the early education with the horses both ways? Or how do you go about that side? Yeah, so obviously that's uh, when we when we were sort of coming down to, to Melbourne, we, we obviously brought the likes of in the spring when Scalapini run down here, he, he sort of come down here first time. We, we didn't give him a trial. He's obviously an older, more experienced horse, but, but prior to obviously Uncommon James shooting for gold before they ran ran in the spring, we did give them a jump out here at, uh, here at Flemington, thought that was imperative, obviously for... Horses that aren't as experienced to be, you know, it's a, a big thing. They've done all their all their career sort of working on their their sort of Queensland or, or Sydney leg as such, and just to be able to get them get them nice and comfortable. You know, it's a matter of doing. We did a lot of galloping reverse way in, uh, you know, in Queensland prior to bringing those horses down. Um, and I think it does sort of help when you can get them under. A, there's a little bit of pressure just to be making sure that they're they're you know responsive and being able to get on their right leg when they need to be, and just to be making sure that they're being able to keep themselves nice and balanced. It's a fascinating insight. Now, we're about making money on trial time, Matty. So if we're punters looking in the form guide, who's your go-to jockey and where's your go-to track um, if we're going to back your horses off the trials? Obviously, Ben Thompson, your main rider, is he the person we go to? 
Yeah, look, we, we do sort of spread it spread it off. Look, our, our apprentice Emily Lang's been doing a lot of, you know, a lot of our better ones, but between Ben, uh, you know, Boris Thornton, Jaden Moore, we sort of just identify what, you know, what uh, what rider sort of suits each horse. So often the ones that are trialling and will be the ones riding on a race day. Um, and, and sort of Emily Lane's probably been a big one for us. She's she's uh, really improved. She's been you know been giving her a lot of lot of trial rides and a lot a lot of our better ones. So wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be too too worried if you're seeing her name in, you know trialling them to be to be following them when they go to the races. So with Uncommon James, Maddie, we get to see him in the Galaxy in Sydney. Then what are the plans with him after that? Yeah, look, we will just get through get through there and, and probably reassess again. There's there's so many options for him. You know, he, if he was able to win, it'd be nice and impressive. You know, we we may have a have a throw at the Sumps and a TJ, see how he goes, and potentially that could lead into even an all age. You know, uh, we'd like to sort of get him out over over fourteen hundred in time. Whether that's his preparation or not, we'll just let him tell us with how he's how he's coping with racing. Obviously, there's a you know we've still got. Got the lure of the clocker there. If we if we did want to go that way, or or even freshen up for our our uh, Brisbane Winter Carnival, there's there's so many options. So it's a bit of an old cliche, but it's very much just a, a run by run and just assessing him how he's coping with the racing, how he's um you know how he's holding his condition and and uh, be sort of more guided, be be guided by what he's how he's feeling anyway. Geez, it'd be hard to be in a clocker, Matty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah, definitely would. Uh, definitely not off the cards yet. So, so and, we'll uh, we'll get through the galaxy and see. And um, well, that is exciting. So there's obviously options, and especially in Queensland as well. Um, but then you've got the spring to keep in mind. So would you even think about maybe the year after um, sending him overseas? Yeah, definitely. Look, would would absolutely love my um, obviously in-laws who own the horse. They've got a got a good connection to Hong Kong, and look, we've always very much remember my wife joked, uh, you know, talking over sort of twelve months ago, and even when he was when he was a two-year-old, when he won that stakes race, that the plan will be we'll get him into an Everest and, and get him over to Hong Kong as a as a joke, and it's just funny now that it's you know probably not out of the realms of possibility if he if he's able to can keep you know he's got to continue to keep improving. That is, but um, you know if he if he can, um, you know, would would love to say we'd love to get him into whatever and, and potentially Hong Kong. But look, that's all pie in the sky sort of stuff at the moment. Um, you know, the next the next six months, how he's going to continue to improve is he's going to going to see where you know how high he can get. But um, uh, the way that he's the way that he's training, the more racing he's going to do, we're lining out a few of those little things that he still has a tendency to do wrong. And yeah, hopefully we can we can uh, you know see him really put his hand up as one of the, one of the top sprinters in Australia. Yeah, he's such an exciting horse. Um, Jules Valence, who does our review show, wonderful form expert, and um, he was predicting that maybe Uncommon James in 18 months' time might be, along with Giggy Kick, will be um, the best sprinter in the land. So, um, so much to look forward to, but um, we need to live in the moment. So, do you have a winner for us today? Uh, do have, have two really nice chances today. Polarising's one who will be following. She just needs a bit of luck from from a wide gate, uh, but she's a really nice filly. Uh, and Shella Magic's another one drawn good now. She's got to put a complete line through her, her last start run where she she drew poor and was too far back. So she's just got to replicate her first up run, and she'll be she'll be pretty hard to beat. So two two really nice chances today. Love it. Polarising race four number ten and race six number seven. Stella Magic, Maddie, congratulations. Um, along with yourself and Steve, you've had a wonderful time of it. Your strike rate is exceptional. The punters love you and um, good luck with Uncommon James going forward, especially in the Galaxy and then the Clocker. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Matty. Uh, <laughs> Matty Hoisted joining us there. Hey, Dino, let's go through your horses to follow because you've been on fire 
with your um, trial watches that you've identified on trial time. We'll start off with a Snowden runner there at the Ramwick trials back on the 7th of March. Yeah, there's a stack of trials this week. There's only a few I like. Uh, Substantials, the first one for the Snowden's camp. He's a five-year-old Siuni gelding. He's had three wins from nine stars, so he's an import. This is his first look at him in Australia. He's had the three wins, which have been over that 14 to 1,600 metres. So he tells me he's going to be potentially a Doncaster horse. He sat up on speed, did it all on the bridle, lovely action, looks to have a, a motor under the hood, and he matched motors within the Conango and Shadow Crust. So... Um, Substantial's one potentially a futures market we could play early at some big odds. Johnny O'Shea and James McDonald combined with the horse that we know pretty well, Hal I Am, also at Randwick. Yeah, yeah, the the Randwick set was really good. And Hal I Am's probably the definition of a progressive horse. He comes through some good races. He's been led up seven weeks after contesting the the three-year-old Magic Millions Classic. Um, Was really good in that race. And his his latest trial was great. Just sat back, um, went whooshka down the outside. And I think he's come back even better off that seven-week freshen. And what I like, he's got that residual fitness. So um, he'll be ready to go first up, and hell, I am one to put in the book. And a couple of two-year-olds from Team Snowden also caught your eye at those uh, Randwick trials. Yeah, the Snowden camp um, had a lot of good horses. The King is the first one, J-Mac in the saddle. Um, impressive second trial by this Russian River Lucian Colden. Isn't Russian Revolution doing a great job at starting, especially with these two-year-old and three-year-olds? We saw communists come out in the round with guineas on the weekend, and the king looks a really nice type. He missed the kick and didn't really play part in his first trial, but the second trial over 1,050 metres outstanding. He was pushed out, descended on him out wide, and um, when he was asked to find the line, he really rattled home. And the second of them's Godfather, a horse we know pretty well, won on debut very impressively up in Queensland prior to Christmas. Um, he looks to have returned really good from that prep, and the stable... I've really always had a, a good rap on him. So he did it very easily up on pace. And um, I like that he's got the two-year-old staff on his CV prior to Christmas. So the King and Godfather, two to throw in the book. What did you make of King's Gambit trial there the other day? There's a lot of um, fanfare around how well that two-year-old trialed ahead of the slipper. I think he'll gain a start. He's right on the edge, but um, he looked pretty impressive on the eye there, Dino. Your thoughts? Yeah, it's a very interesting one. I thought the trial was very good if you look at it plainly, but at the same time, he's race fit. He's had two runs this preparation, so he should be winning that trial. Um, interesting they rode in quiet. Is that potentially what they're going to do in the next couple of starts? But I found it even more interesting that they didn't go to a Todman and they've chosen to trial him leading into a slipper. I found that fascinating, but that's a pass mark for me. Um, but obviously, he had the race fitness on his side. What did Dean make of the trials of Lost and Running and also Shades of Rose? Both looked to have trialled well and uh, a set for a big autumn. Your thoughts there, Dean? That's from Tim. Yeah, Lost and Running was outstanding. I loved his action. He's obviously had a couple of feet issues in the past, and that's what ruled him out of the, the Everest last year. But his action, his stride that he showed in his trial, him, he's going really well, and he's going to be a powerful horse to deal with first up. He looks really and truly um, fit. Uh, which is not his normal profile. So he was great. And Shades of Rose obviously got locked into the clocker this week. Yep. Rachel King to ride. Um, she's come back outstanding and she's that progressive type as well. And what about in Victoria? You've got a couple here, one for the Keys family. And also you found one at um, Cranbourne as well for Luke Oliver. Yeah, Torna Luca is the one for Luke Oliver. Um, two sharp trials by this 150000 Magic Million purchase. Um Really, really like this horse. Love the way he extended and went through his gears. Uh, ready for the races now. That's two jump outs. So, 
And the second of them, Lempica for the Ken and Casey Key stable. Four-year-old mare. Looks to come back to a much better horse's preparation. Um, 16 weeks off um, spell after contesting a really strong benchmark 80. So two lovely jump outs back now. And she'll have one more and then head to the races. So Tortaluca and Lempica are the two out of Victoria this week. And you've been on fire with your black bookers from trial time. What are we doing this week, mate, from a punting perspective? Yeah, we've got a fair few today. Race two, number five, Libertad is one. We've got Black Book. I thought it was a hard race. Um, I'm probably going to stay out, but if you like the horse like its trials, that's one of our Black Book. Race three, number four, Captain Amelia. I'm really keen on this girl. She looks outstandingly placed. Um, and then we go to race six, uh, number five, Arbitration. Godolphin first up. We know we love that start, and this horse has trolled out exceptionally well as well. So there's three or four at Randwick Tenzo today. Good on you, Dean. I will catch, with, catch up with you tomorrow morning, of course, for a big weekend preview as uh, we get set for Newmarket Day there at Flemington and also, of course, got a massive day of racing in Sydney at Rose Hill as the Golden Slipper Carnival kicks off. Looking forward to it, mate, and uh, thanks again to, to Matt for jumping on. It was an outstanding insight into his stable and how they prepare for the trials. Yeah, I'm enjoying those trainer interviews on trial time and understanding the philosophies of some of the trainers there, and um, it definitely helps us punters out. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that, Dino. Thanks, mate. That is trial time. Thanks to um, uh, Dino there and First Light Racing, of course. Now, make sure you... Um, listen to all of our podcasts. Subscribe to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall with your local podcast subscriber. You can get all of our tips there with bag of tips today. This is Giddy Up thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. Call the gambling hotline on 1-800-858-858. Let's take the news.